0: I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much.
1: Oh, Judas Priest!
0: <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Tudor's only alternative in your on campus radio station 88.3 WSUT.
1: Oh Judas
0: Priest! (laughs) Welcome back to 88.3WCTs. After further review, we're back here with David the Man of God Harris. And we have the ongoing saga of the Toledo Rockets football team. As they were rolling, 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 looking pretty good. Especially after well, after San Diego State lost. that was you know looking a little bit better, um, but they took another setback here as they lost to the Buffalo Bulls and MAC action their first MAC loss um, of the season. And uh, David, your uh, thoughts on on the game where they were up and they gave up twenty, I believe, unanswered fourth quarter points, and now they go up to Eastern Michigan, who they play at noon this Saturday. David, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it was... I don't want to say that this was as painful as a loss as the uh, San Diego State kind of let down. But I do think that this is on the level in terms of just excruciate, excruciating to watch as the Ohio State game. And I say that because the, we, we knew that we were going to lose against Ohio State, but The way that it was demoralizing, kind of hit a different way. We talked about it for you know weeks after. Well, I don't know. Twenty-seven to ten, and I don't know. Go
0: ahead. I don't know. Since they knew they were going to lose, I think what was demoralizing for us was we didn't think that Ohio State would put up seventy-seven points. But by the way, though, Toledo scored the most points on that Ohio State defense, though, with twenty-one, and their only football team with the winning record that Ohio State has played. So, in retrospect, it was a beatdown. But you got to give Toledo a lot of credit. I think the disappointing part was that they lost by 50 points, where we're used to at least Toledo being somewhat competitive against bigger schools. I think that's where the disappointment lied. And then really dropping an egg against San Diego State. But other than that, though you know 38-17 over Central Michigan 52-32 over Northern Illinois even though they're bad this year 52-31 over Kent State now they did start out bad in that game um and then they lose to uh Buffalo 34 to 27 I think though now that they're at Eastern Michigan this Saturday I also what's concerning is I don't think the the Rockets have played a really complete game it's been up and down
1: Yeah yeah I mean it's kind of Part of of that is kind of taking the foot off the gas, and we saw that again in Buffalo. You know, when you're up 27-10 to entering into the fourth quarter, and we've talked about this even after the um, Central – no, not Central um, – Northern Illinois game. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Even because in the fourth quarter of that game, Northern Illinois came back and was starting to make a little comeback before we put the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. So we've, t- we've talked about this for years. Can Toledo shut shut the game down and hold on to a victory in the fourth quarter? And time and time again, it seems like we just let teams keep around, keep around, keep around. We make some mistakes. We don't play our game. We look lackadaisical. Um, and then... Teams get a little bit of momentum, right? The hot hand. And not just to lose in the fourth quarter, you know, late game with a you know, fourth quarter comeback to Buffalo, but also lose to Quan Finn to apparently a throwing shoulder injury on in the last play of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's double us getting. So now it's not just is the division open, but it's okay. It's. Can Tucker Gleason, you know, come and start, provide that – because obviously when you take Finn out, completely different game.
0: Right, yeah. Gleason is not going to yeah, do the, the dual-thread Mike Vick stuff. Well, the thing is he makes them the, the championship-caliber team, and, and the problem with that, I see with this is, one, he gave up 24 points in the fourth quarter. My bad. Still bad. But this game should have been over – Daquan Finn should have just been handing the ball off to the running backs. They should have been eating up the clock. They shouldn't have been giving up 24 points. But at the same time, though, Toledo was hurt by six turnovers, four interceptions, and two fumbles. So you got to keep a hand on the ball. And once again, this has been the the, the bugaboo for the Rockets is mistakes and non-disciplined football. It's not the talent. The team has talent well, why is the team always not disciplined? And that's why I think the fans are getting upset with Candle because now that's somewhat of a coaching issue and a cultural issue that you can control. I understand the coaches are not making the turnovers, but we're starting to see a pattern here. You know, this this game should have been over. They were up 27-10 to 10 in the fourth. They probably should have scored one more touchdown and really put it away. Maybe Gleason gets in at the end of the game, but at the other point of it is is that the the, the Rockets is just it, it always this always happens this always happens. Your thoughts? I mean, you know, this should have been a game where you're four and zero, you go basically six and two, and you're right in the driver's seat, and you get you gain more momentum and respect, and then in here you, you basically lose the game, and you pretty much lose your best player because you're trying to. Win at the end of the game, and some people said that that was you know roughing the pass, or it should have been an extra play for the Rockets. But at the end of the day, the Rockets should have closed this game out,
1: yeah. And you know, I think kind of to your point, we, we've talked about this pretty much for you know as long as I can remember, yeah. Fourth quarter, if you're up, just run clock. Like, I don't understand why out thinking and outsmarting, right? Like, if you know, especially. If you're trying to one kill clock, two, kind of if you can see the momentum starting to pile up for Buffalo, do a you know four minute, five minute drive. You know, take some time, do the running, you know, get to third. And it's not as though you know, granted Finn's kind of a dual throw running back, so he got both of the touchdowns on the ground. But Stewart was averaging, you know, at the end of the game, he came out with a seven point six yards per attempt. Like that's good. So just just keep giving it to your running back. Just run the ball. Run Yeah. It and it amazes me just kind of thinking of the brilliant minds that we have and just kind of some of the relatively simple things like clock management, like knowing how to you know not kick a team while they're down, but keep the foot on the gas knowing that this has happened now for the third time this season, possibly fourth if you want to include that Kent State game where it was close until, you know, we were able to pull it away. Mm -hmm. Like, this team's DNA seems to be pooping a hammer in the fourth quarter. Like, I I don't know if you would, if we want to keep saying that it's on the coaches because coaching has to do a part of it, but these players have to look themselves in the face and say, fam, we need to be better at this. Like, we need to be better defensively. Like, es- like, especially the front seven who coming into the season was supposed to be, you know, the stalwarts of this defense. They were supposed to be the leaders. We were supposed to have at least one guy that could possibly play on Sundays in that front seven. And now it's like, like do we trust this team to get a a you know three and out late game or do we just anticipate oh if we're up two touchdowns on Eastern Michigan it could possibly go into overtime
0: it- well and and I this just breaking news is here is that the soccer coach just been relieved, relieved of his duties under new AD Mr. Blair there so if, if I, I think if the rockets don't football team has another blunder like this or something like that. Don't be surprised that there might be some changes could be, but it's, it's showing that, you know, look, we can't be having this anymore. I mean, this this like I said, this should have been a game that the Rockets should have won solidified this program. Basically as the front runner for the contender. Now you're going backwards and then now your best player is possibly going to be hurt with, and we've seen this before, We've had players get hurt, and then come back in the game. I think this happened with T.O. one time with Terrence Owens where you just had a lingering injury, and they weren't really the same player. They weren't as crisp because you're dealing with a lingering injury.
1: Yeah, like, like I think the painful thing about him him being injured is kind of to this point. Daquan Finch shouldn't have needed to be in the, on the field in that fourth quarter. If anything, Gleason just hand the ball off, run clock. Like, there should not be any throwing. Like, maybe, you know, maybe the start of the fourth quarter when it was that touchdown run, so it was 27-10. Okay, you keep them in for one more drive in the fourth quarter. But it seems like kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like, if you keep playing with fire, you're going to get burned. Mm -hmm. And the Rockets keep playing with fire with keeping teams close and close and keeping them teams in the game like if we and I'll I'll just I can declare it right now if we do not beat Eastern Michigan we're not going to Detroit like this game is for Detroit period
0: well the thing about it is right now you have a one game lead right now in the Mac West right now but if you do lose to these guys then you're back to you know uh, like we've seen in the past where the the Rockets have to rely on basically um, someone helping them to get in. So right there, that's why I said this was a game that you needed to win t- to basically solidify and control your own destiny. And that's been somewhat of the problem here at Toledo is that we've always had to rely on somebody else. To hopefully help us get in, or we gotta watch the game and this and that. They, they, they just, after a while, that just gets really frustrating. Like right now, Buffalo is four and zero in in the MAC at the top of the MAC East. Toledo's three and one with a one game lead over Eastern Michigan at two and two, as you mentioned before. if Michigan wins this. Eastern Michigan overtakes them at three and two because they have the tiebreaker. Now Toledo, the rest of their schedule after that will be in November. They have Ball State at home, then you have, I believe, Bowling Green at home, and then you end the season on the road at Western Michigan. Eastern Michigan would be at Akron, at Kent State, and Central Michigan, which those teams are not very good. So Toledo, as you said, has to win this game against Eastern Michigan because Akron is at the bottom of the league, as it is. Kent State's in the middle of the pack, and Central Michigan is at the bottom of the West.
1: Yeah, those are three easy games. For them. And just yeah, and just knowing knowing us, knowing Ball State always plays us competitive. And Bowling Green so is second. Even if they're, and they're two and two, like right. that doesn't, doesn't say anything. anything. BG's a
0: rivalry, so records don't matter. Well, and BG is three and one in the East. Remember that. Yeah. And Western Michigan right now is at two and two. So right now this is the championship game almost for Toledo, to be honest with you, to keep them some breathing. That's why I said you win the game against Buffalo. You're four and zero. Eastern Michigan's two and two. Now you got a little bit of breathing room to maybe lay an egg. Now you can't. But I mean, this has been political football since I've actually been here. So I guess it's just a trend that they do.
1: Yeah, a lot. A lot of ours are going to be what happens in you know in the YP. But yeah, this this is a and you know hate to say this. Yeah, this is a muscle-in game because honestly, I can see. Toledo not winning any game in November. Like, that's a legitimate possibility. Because, right. you know, Western is always tough right. up in Kalamazoo. True. Rivalry game against BG, they they want the trophy. So they're just going to come out guns blazing. And Ball State's always tough, whether we play here or in Muncie. So it's, so it's not an easy end to the season. And knowing that not just the... Uh, Difficulty of the schedule, but possibly not having Finn, which changes the entire landscape and focus of the offense. Like Rockets, you you gotta show up. Mm-hmm. Th- this is a prove it to me game. If if you want to go to Detroit, you win games like this and you win them in commanding fashion. Otherwise, yeah, like you said, there's a possibility that Jason Cannon could get fired before the ball say game.
0: Get fired.
1: Yeah, like if if this if the Rockets don't go to Detroit, I think Candle doesn't make it out of the season. I, like, I feel like the there's too much game. late, too many late aches. Not just this season, but over the past couple seasons, and really like the entire Candle regime. To where
0: I don't see that happening. I, I think they let the season go out. I mean, there's there's different things where contractual obligations. I, I think they'll have a review about it. I don't. I think that. You know, it would look good to win throughout November. But I don't think if he loses to Eastern Michigan, they're going to go and fire him before the Ball State game. Uh, no.
1: If you can, if you can get out the hamster wheel before it's too late, even though the Rockets are perennial on the hamster wheel. Well,
0: right? but yeah, but you're going to do a search and look for a, a candidate for this program, which a lot of people highly revere. So. If you get rid of them early, the search is still going to take a month or two. You probably won't even get a coach until about January. So, you know, like I said, it it just depends. Now, Could I see it being where, I mean, let's see here. If the Rockets, the Rockets right now are, well, they're actually three and one. They're five and three overall. So they need one more game to become bowl eligible. And they do become bowl eligible, but it's less than stellar. Maybe I could see them getting rid of Candle, but it just depends on how this how this ends. Now this could hint in happily they get to get to Detroit, but I don't see them before I, the season will be over before they may actually make any type of decisions.
1: So wait until the bowl game, like right before the bowl last...
0: game, right and have have interim coach or whatever. Yeah.
1: If so, this this is going to be a big game this this weekend. Rockets you need it. Need
0: to win. Right, they yes they do. They do. They need it. Uh, they just need to win on out and and hopefully, but as I said before, it would be the best option for everyone. This is for everyone that the Rockets win out, fans get what they want, Candle gets what they want, and then somehow they part ways. That that's the best thing for him and him getting a better up a better job. Won't look good for him to get, you know, canned from Toledo. I think he's not a bad coach. I think, you know, if he if he gets one if he gets a champion, he's already gotten one MAC championship here, and then he makes an appearance in a championship game. Technically, Canada would be probably one of the most successful coaches in the last twenty years of Toledo football since 04 if you really if you really look, go back and look at it, he'd be considered one of the most successful coaches in football in, in Toledo, even though he all the blunders and all the things that have gone on with him,
1: yeah, just because he got the success, he got to Detroit, which was tough for a lot of you know lot of quarterbacks. yeah, i I definitely agree. I think he will go down as one of the kind of best coaches in program history. At the end of the day, our Davis at the best. Just win, baby, win. Winning covers up a lot of things.
0: Right. That is true. Anything else?
1: Nope. Rockets, you know what to do.
0: Right. So the Rockets right now are three and one in the Mac West, one game lead over Eastern Michigan. So this is gonna be a big game. They played at noon on Saturday up there on the gray field. Buffalo, with their victory, end up going four and all, still undefeated in MAC League play but both Toledo and them are 5-3 and three, and actually Eastern Michigan is also tied as well with Toledo at 5-3 and three overall record so it will be very interesting to see what the Rockets do hopefully for their sake they end up being clutch we're going to be real clutch real quick and make sure you always listen to us on 88.3 WGT's after further review on SoundCloud and on iTunes it's at WGT's after further review with a picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. Coming up next, what you got, David?
1: Yeah, hey, well, hit to the NFL and get to the pick'em. That's right. It's a wonderful time of the year.
0: That's right. The NFL pick'em coming up next here on 88.3 WXUTs. After further review.